it's Erica. And it's Liana, and this is the Night Guys Podcast. We're here to join you weekly to cover weird and spooky stuff, supernatural, extraterrestrial, cryptid, culty, true crime. And tonight, we're joining you with, well, I'm having a quarantini. <laughs> Erica is not. I'm having a quarantine cider. Uh, <laughs> a coriander. <laughs> Gross. Almost coriander. What is it? Oh, it's tequila. Oh. And ginger beer. I thought you were going to say tequila lime. and ice. I was like, yes. Uh, it's a lot of tequila. I'm hoping Sean didn't notice the bottle because it's brand new. And I opened the bottle and I was like, oh, that's a lot of it gone. Put some ginger, whatever you have in it right now, back on in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that happened. <laughs> it's weird. It usually doesn't taste like this, but um, oh, I like it. Oh, well. <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty strong. Um, cool. Into it. I'm going to need it to get it to get me through this main segment today. Did you see the... <laughs> this is just me talking to you, but it could be in. I don't yeah. care. Did you... I can't remember. Did you see the meme I sent you? Well, it's a video of the, like, Kermit the Frog dancing, like, super drunk. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so funny. What is wrong with that? I like the one that you sent me that was of the hoarder laughing at all of her crap. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, there's so many good stupid videos going around because of this whole crazy ass worldwide situation with the virus. And one of our my favorites is (laughs) from like a hoarding TV show, which is even better if you've been listening to Liana. She's like (laughs) addicted to hoarding. TV show. I love watching hoarding, and I clean today. Oh, clean! Yeah, I mean, great. It's good timing, I, I guess. Um, but <laughs> one of the videos is it's super short, but so much happens. <laughs> it's this lady who's a part of the show peeks in. She's in the home and peeks into a bedroom <laughs> like doorway, and <laughs> is like braced on the door and looks in. And is like. I don't even know what she says. Like, oh, I think she just she makes noises. Like, oh my goodness, or something. <laughs> yeah, and there's this lady who straight up looks like the lady who's <laughs> the witch from Hansel and Gretel. Oh, she looks like the trash lady from Labyrinth. <laughs> or like that lady, yeah. And she's like full, like pretend you're laying in a lounge chair on the beach and then just or in a ball surround <laughs> everything. <laughs> Everything around you is just clothing and trash. And then you just kind of cackle there. And just so see a nice the laugh. lady's just like, oh my goodness. And it films, it pans to the lady and she's just cackling <laughs> like, to herself. <laughs> and the caption was me after what, three days of the quarantine? <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> because it's that's totally so be good. Me. I mean, I did shower today, which Dude, I was kind of impressed. I can't even stress enough that if I didn't have my daughter I would be so wasted all day all night all the time oh my goodness goodness. or the other thing I'm really feeling so much right now I feel like in the best movie ever made rocket man not the one about oh, Elton yes. John, the real one that no. Disney made in the 90s. <laughs> With Harlan Williams. <laughs> yep. I so feel, I was like, oh my God, what do I feel like right now when I was watching Esme today like at like three o'clock <laughs> and like made it that far in the day? 
And I was like, oh my God, I'm Rocket Man when he's alone in space. When he wakes up, when he wakes up from his hypersleep. <laughs> Too early. <laughs> and he has like way long, it's like years, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, and he paints with all their food. <laughs> I felt the like that. pure quality. Um, I, I didn't watch that clip, but I forgot about the other one that I did watch where they're trying to see if he can cut it in space and he goes like head to head with a guy who's like really smart and like NASA like <laughs> prodigy and he goes into a separate <laughs> isolation container and he like <laughs> enjoys it and then they open it and he's like I need more time I just started the third act shut the door it's bloody chilly out there <laughs> Because he's got his sock puppets. puppets. <laughs> and the guy next door can hear him shouting the whole time and 24 hours nonstop. And he's like lost his mind. <laughs> like, yes. That's guys, watch Rocket Man. It'll make you feel better. Yeah. I'm gonna find it. Yeah. I think it's gotta be on Disney Plus, right? <gasps> Hold it's on. It's got to be. Right if not, I bet YouTube has it. And if not, Amazon's no. gotta have it for like a dollar, right? Okay, let's see. Maybe if I learned how to freaking type. Don't do that. Also, if you hear the lovely stylings of Spanish guitar, it's because our neighbor is doing a live practice concert. <laughs> yeah, so a la Italy. Yeah, it's kind of fun. <laughs> he's really good. He's, he's yeah. He's not bad. He's got really good voice. So if you hear music, it's it's just that. Enjoy it. He seems really sweet. I, I enjoy. Yeah, I'm definitely not cutting that out of our Because it's only like 8.30. Recording. It just seems... Mm-hmm. I don't even know what. Nothing oh, seems right. Oh, Rocket Man is not coming to Disney Plus. Why? I don't know. It's Disney though. I know. Huh. Well, that's apparently upsetting. they released on Twitter that it's not coming out. I wonder if they like split the rights with another studio or something. Boo. Anyway, we're not technically on um, official lockdown, but I have a feeling that it's going to go that way because San Francisco at midnight tonight, which will have already gone into effect by the time this releases, um, will be a shelter-in-place lockdown. So you can go to the grocery store if you absolutely must. Um, Bank, or gas. Or obviously doctor's appointments, stuff like that. But you do not go out to go to the movies. You do not go out because all of those things are closed. And so that's in San Francisco. But I have a feeling that L.A. is going to follow suit real fast because they've just closed down restaurants for everything except for takeout. Yep. Um, I think same here. Bars are closed. Chipotle is doing free delivery through Postmates if anyone wants Chipotle. <laughs> it's free to get it delivered. If anyone wants their butt to explode and go through all of their Oh, my God. Pass. Ours is really good. No. What? They always had, they always had E. coli scares. And, oh. In fact, no, Ours has always past. been legit. Oh, I love it. I mean, across the board, Chipotle has had those problems. Wow. Gonna, I'll just cook my own food. It's a good time. I'll probably do it. Now Shout you'll go through all times. of your uh, toilet paper <laughs> when something goes wrong. I mean, you could just not get lettuce. Mm, true. <laughs> Use your own lettuce. Give yourself E. coli. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> not saying don't eat lettuce. Anyway... Uh, yeah, we're not technically us. on lockdown yet, but if you were to drive around town in L.A. right now, the streets are empty. It's kind of cool and spooky. I'm surprised we're not because it's all of like Bay Area. Is We're like right outside of the like lockdown zone. I don't know. Oh, I'm sure it'll I'm sure it'll affect you at some point. I don't know how we escaped that one. 
It'll affect They're like, you. Sonoma County's not enough bullshit. <laughs> Let's let them have this extra week. <laughs> well, I've heard that the, your patients that are there that are infected, they are in ICU. It's gotten that bad. And they're no. not necessarily old people either. So people that think that this won't affect them, you're wrong. I mean, some people scary. might not be too affected, which is great. Awesome. But we're sheltering in place for everybody else. And I'm really hoping that this whole thing, like, as shitty as it is, what was I? I read something online where it was like, our grandparents were being called to go to war by their government. We're being called to stay at home. This is like what everybody dreams of. They're like, oh, an excuse to not go to work. Yeah. Try to look at it that way. Try to look at it positively if you can, if if it's possible. Shout out to everybody who's going through this that's listening. Well, shout everyone. out to all of our healthcare and emergency professionals, too, and the people working at grocery stores. I heard that those people are getting so much flack from crazies. Why? Yeah, I don't know. Because they shouldn't be at work? Is that no, the implication? No, like this one girl, I was in line at a, a little mom and pop grocery store, and she's like, yeah, I work in the bakery section at Albertsons, and this woman yelled at me because we didn't have toilet paper. She's like, I work in the bakery. I'm like, oh my God, leave these poor people alone. Wait, it's not like they're why? in charge. Why does everyone stress about the toilet paper? I don't we know. needed toilet paper because we had like three rolls left mm-hmm. like last weekend. And I was like, oh, we need toilet paper. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, we'll get it whenever. If like we use a paper towel for like half a day, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then it was like, this happened. It's like, oh my God, we should probably get toilet paper because we need <laughs> toilet paper. That's where we were at. Well, I figured since there were three of us, we were definitely going to run out a lot faster than Yeah, normal. and it's like, but I mean, really, like when I get toilet paper, when I am low, I buy a pack of like, what is it? Like 48? Is that what they mm-hmm. come in? The one and at, Tar- at Costco? Yeah. Or I think Target does too. They're pretty big ones. Know. It's like that last forever i don't get it someone did the math on it and was like if you're using it this way like you need to go into a hospital if you're shit you've got bigger problems (laughs) than coronavirus things are not panning out for you well maybe because people are like oh well we're all gonna be home so that's gonna be between two and you know four people peeing and pooping yeah i guess but what i didn't get was this poor girl was getting screamed at for not having toilet paper and lysol wipes and she's like but you guys bought all of them. She's like, it's yeah, not my fault. my fault. I, also, I'm making a cake. Would you like a cake? Because that's what I'm here for. <laughs> Poor woman. That's insane. <laughs> people need to calm down. Let's all be nice to each other. Like the people in my news story. Yay. Like yeah. So we wanted to share good news with people. So uh, I guess a Scotch convenience store has given away thousands of dollars in free toilet paper, antibacterial wash, or hand wash uh, tissues, anti-inflammatories to seniors staying at home amidst the coronavirus warnings. So uh, customers over the age of 65 and those with mobility issues facing self-isolation can either pick up the goods for free at this little place in uh, Scotland, or they can be delivered to their house by uh, by calling the little shop. And the 34-year-old shop owner, uh, Zahid Iqbal, has already given away more than 1,000 kits. And he hopes that he's setting a good example for other consumers and businesses. That's great. Um, So he's doing that. And then another girl has offered her services to do your shopping for you. Because if you're like immunocompromised or elderly to... She works at Duke University. And she was talking to her grandfather on the phone when he mentioned he was going out grocery shopping. And she was worried about him. So she was like, nah, I want to do your shopping for you. So she went and she's offering her services to go shopping for people. 
which I think Aww. is really, really I cool. Like that. That's really sweet. And then the last little one, these Japanese kids that are in quarantine lockdown, they decided oh. to have graduation ceremony on Minecraft and all of his all of their friends uh <laughs> joined in. That's adorable. Because they're basically missing it. <laughs> but they were all playing games together, which I thought was really cute. That's sweet. I so approve. I'm hoping that as, as crappy as this whole situation is and as scary as it is for s- some more than others, I really hope that this creates some kind of community because I Me feel too. like the internet has really allowed for people to separate, but maybe this will allow for them to... Ooh, <coughs> bless Ugh, you. you. Maybe this will allow for people to kind of come together a little bit and care about their neighbors or something. I don't really know. I don't really know how it'll happen, but I'm hoping I it works. I hope so, too. That would be nice. Be a mm-hmm. nice uh, effect of it. Mm-hmm. People are freaking crazy. Yeah, right. some people are jerkos. Excuse me while I open this. All right. What'd you open? Uh, another cider. Mm. See it, right? So you can keep up with me and my giant drink. Exactly. All right, All right. go. What is Here's the news? news. Scientists okay. develop bug butter. <laughs> <laughs> Yuck. Ew, is it made from bugs or made for bugs? It's made of bug yuck <clears throat> yeah what does it f- taste like i don't know in an attempt butter? to cut down on intensive land use by the dairy industry a scientist at ghent university in belgium has come up with his own milk butter substitute <laughs> that word's gross <laughs> instead of using various vegetable oils like most butter substitutes he's using bugs the bug butter is made no. using black soldier fly larvae. Oh, no. No. Larvae and its flies? No. Mm. No, no. Like, you couldn't have picked some other less disgusting? I, I just hate everything don't understand. This. The story when it is was terrible. baked into cakes, people didn't oh. mind when it was cut with... This isn't a, this isn't good for you guys. They said people didn't mind when it was cut with seventy five percent traditional butter. I mean, then you're just eating butter. It's overpowering it. But once the cake was half and half bug and cow, they said the taste was off. Oh no! What did it taste like? I don't know. No, no bug butter. I don't bug know. butter. Like you know, there's. Ugh, this is so silly. Just. We don't need either. No. Avocado butter is delicious. I just don't understand. Yeah. Like, Earth Balance is what we eat, and they have a billion different kinds. And it's like... Well, I just meant, like, Earth Balance in the tub, but if I'm baking, I have, like, avocado butter. Like, sticks. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't get it. It tastes the exact same, if not better. Mm Mm-hmm. It tastes exactly the same. Guys, go get Earth Balance or this avocado butter and... Big things during quarantine. Oh, 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 bug butter. Oh, oh, God. Oh, God. It's giving me, like, really weird chills. And, like, you know, do we really need to kill all those bugs? I don't think so. Just let them be. Oh, bug bun. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a fly. But it's a bug bun. Almost slide. sounds like I'm saying butt plug. And I know. Too much for I me. <laughs> Too close. Too close. <laughs> right on that border. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Shh, <laughs> let it let it fade out. Just let it go away. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> uh, so, what have you been doing in this quarantine? Mm, nothing. I need. I don't know. What have you? I watched feel like on I'm TV? either eating too much or mm. not enough. 
<laughs> right? I either go between eating nothing and being like, I should save food. And then I'm like, I'm hungry, though. I'm just going to eat. And then I eat. And I'm like, oh, God. I'm really grateful that I have this piece of shit elliptical in our house so that I can <laughs> at least do that. Do you um eat because you're unhappy and you're unhappy, unhappy because, because you eat? eat. <laughs> It's a vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle. <laughs> Have you played any video games? God. Okay, so this is the one thing I keep thinking about. Okay, what? All I want to do is revisit my, um, <laughs> the last uh, Zelda video game. Mm, for the one what's on the it Switch? Called? Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I know once I start it, I won't be able to stop. Once I start back up, I should say. Mm-hmm. And, um... I feel like I can't do that with a toddler. She'll be like, what is this on the screen? And we'll both just turn into zombies. But it's so pretty. I started to show her her first Pixar short today. Which one? Uh, Doug's Mission, I think is what it's called. It's the the dog, the dog from... Up. Yeah, it was really cute. I love him. That's she fair. was like, oh, woof, woof. <laughs> she watched it. And then I had her watch um, the one with the Incredibles baby, Jack-Jack. She's like, Peppy. <laughs> you need to show her one with cats. I know. I agree. I started playing Doom. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then my hand started to hurt really bad and I had to stop. But oh, bummer. Sean's like, oh, yeah, this game's fun. I forgot how fun it is. And I was like, don't don't start to, like want, to, don't want to play it just because I'm playing it. Play Get out of here. It. Sounds fun. Have you, you have never played it? Mm. Oh, I mean the original one. Yeah, for oh, like so, PC. Yeah, so you you like know old how ass Doom. damn fast that game is. Yeah, like, it, it's spazzy fast. First, uh, <laughs> weird movie with the Rock. <laughs> Dude, I love that movie. It's and fun. It's got, it's got Carl Urban in it. Mm, delicious. I enjoy. Speaking of Carl yeah. Urban, we just watched Dread the other day. Also a quality film. What? Who is he in the? Is he, uh... He's in Lord of the Rings. Why am I... Mm, fuck. You know the boys? The guy? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. him, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. That's what I was wondering. I'm like, isn't mm-hmm. that him? Yeah. He's I like that show. That's good. I'm ready for season two. Me too. Well, since we're stuck in quarantine, it's really strange, but oddly fortuitous, that we landed on this one uh, story for our podcast today so we're talking about the ruby ridge incident and if you've never heard of it <laughs> i had it buckle down because this you? is some crazy I mean, story did. we yeah. added you added it to the will mm-hmm. wheel but how the will. the will my will requires <laughs> everyone watch this documentary <laughs> um i had never heard of it bobby said he mm. did when we uh watched it last night but mm. new to me yeah, so I heard about this because I was watching a ton of documentaries, and I happened upon that documentary. Mm. This was when I first injured myself, so I was, like, doing nothing and watching a lot of TV. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, look it up on Netflix. Watch it after. It's only, like, 40 or 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, goes by really fast. It's interesting. They get right into it. Yeah, and they actually have footage from yeah. what, what yeah. happened. Yeah. It's not that old. It's very interesting. Crazy. I'm going to take us on a journey through time and space. Mm-hmm. Took mm-hmm. up place and time oh my and goodness. in a space. 
Oh boy. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> so this story is it was started with Vicky Jordanson and Randall Pete Weaver. They met in um the seventies. Oh my goodness. Oh a good time <laughs> for riding the snowy slopes. <laughs> Liana's talking about cocaine, guys. Was, is that it? I meant skiing. <laughs> oh, cheers. Uh, so they married in 1971, and Randall was in... He was an army... He was a Green Beret. Oh, my bad. It's not um, really very clear here. Yeah, so he was a Green Beret. And after he received an honorable discharge, uh, they moved to Cedar Falls, Iowa, where uh, Randy wanted to enroll uh, at the University of Northern Iowa and pursue a career in law enforcement. Um, but the job in law enforcement never happened. And then he landed a well-paying job at John Deere. And then they were just like kind of normal for a little while. They had their daughter, their first child, Sarah. She was born in 1976. And just kind of like a, you know, normal life. Yeah, there's a normal young couple with their, their kid. Yeah. Trying to make ends meet. Like cute yeah. family. So in 1978, Vicky read a book that began what basically started this deep spiral into kind hardcore, f- yeah, and like what's the word that I'm looking for? F- like fanaticism. Yeah. And she basically believed that there was like a Christianity-based apocalyptic future of the world. So Hal Lindsey's The Late Great Planet Earth applied his interpretation of the prophecies of the Old Testament to the events of current times, treated it like a Nostradamus (laughs) of of what was going on, and that they were now in the end time. And the nuclear holocaust and Armageddon were like around the corner, which... I mean, it's not a nuclear holocaust, but I don't know. L.A. feels like Armageddon. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it's kind of... I don't... Okay. So when they introduced this concept about her and him kind of buying into, like, times are tough, and then they kind of turned to religion, and then Mm -hmm. they kind of found their own vein of that, Mm -hmm. and it was like, shit... This is kind of like the end of times is real and it could be coming any time. Yeah. And they really latched on to that. Um, so in a, like one way, one way they looked at it like, well, if the end of times is inevitable, we should really focus on our family mm-hmm. and stick together and focus on what's important and go all in on that instead of kind of wasting time on these like kind of not necessarily dead end jumps that he had, but like it was all kind of meaningless suddenly to them and they needed to reorient their lives. We were kind of talking about Lori Vallow for a second before this (gasps) about how she took like this apocalypse thing, like kind of like on the other hand where it's ending and I'm kind of going to like, have collateral damage i don't care like yeah like me 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 and yeah it's all ending anyway and i'm going out how i want (laughs) going out with everybody (laughs) you know this family kind of took it the other way where it's like shit if this is happening we need to like use our time wisely that's kind of how i took it well they just they were worried about the rapture and they began to share their their plans of moving to a mountaintop with their friends and as far away from 
false governments, desperate people, and hunters of good Christians like themselves. I mean, she began reading all kinds of books like Anne Rand's Atlas Shrugs, um, a bunch of prophetic stories by H.G. Wells, which dwelled on Armageddon and Judgment Day. Then she and Randy began meeting regularly with like-minded radical Christians at the Cedar Falls Sambo's Restaurant. Uh, Vicky poured over passages from her King James Bible, drawing lessons ranging from what to eat, no unclean meat such as pork or oysters, and how to prepare for the end time. And then in Matthew 24, she encountered a passage which reinforced her vision of their future. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. So... Oh shit, we gotta go to the mountains. (laughs) We gotta go. We gotta beeline it. Because they were in Iowa, so Mm -hmm. they went to... Idaho. Idaho. Way up. But, so if you look at Idaho, it's got like the long, skinny, like chimney that goes up. They were way <laughs> at the teeny tiny top of that chimney. Way the way the hell up there. <laughs> at Ruby Ridge. Yeah. That's, why, that's where they went. So this is interesting. Okay. This family did a lot of things incorrectly, I would like to say, in a very uh, lovingly way. Yeah. and But they adopted a conspiratorial view of worldview that linked Jews to the Illuminati, Masons, and the Trilateral Commission. Whatever the hell that is, I don't know. Randy began sleeping in a a flak jacket uh, with a loaded gun under his pillow, and then they had later said in an interview, or he had later said, um, that they had planned to build a house in the woods with a defensible 300-yard kill zone around its perimeter. Now why? Is that because they want to fight the apocalypse? Well, no, because they were afraid of, they wanted to protect themselves and their family from desperate people, hunters of good during Christians. It. Yeah. During okay. the apocalypse. All right. Okay. I can, I can follow that line of thought and put some rational okay to it. <laughs> sure. But I'm not on board with, God, I, why are there religions that exist that care about what other people believe in do you know what i mean i get it i know it's like why does why is it the your religion is the only religion that matters why does that part matter if you believe in it then isn't that what matters yeah i don't get it i will never understand that as long as your religion doesn't hurt people or animals or even if it does but you choose to practice it without doing that that's also okay by me (laughs) otherwise like why do we... I don't get why people fight about what they believe in. It's so weird to me. I can understand fighting over, like, dumb shit. <laughs> like, what TV show is better than the other? Or, like, you toast my, you toasted my toast way too much. Wait, oh, less. I don't like that. <laughs> I like a nice golden. Light gold. Oh, yeah. Just right when it starts to. So it's still it kind of squishy? Yep. I don't mm. want it to scratch the roof of my mouth. I get that. I do not like these. <laughs> do you like pineapple on pizza? I don't know how I feel about it. <gasps> it depends on my mood. That's my favorite thing. Oh, it's so good. Like, I don't hate it. I'm not going to say, ew. Some people are so against it, and I don't understand. It's so good. It's sweet and happy. Mm, yum, with a little barbecue sauce. Oh, snap. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Yeah, I don't get it because it's like, why are you so concerned about other people? You should be worried yeah, about yourself be. and your God, whatever. Especially they now, too, with like the Internet. If somebody wants to look up different things, they can. They don't need people like hardcore bothering them about mm-hmm. it. 
if someone knows this or if you ask them and they you can ask like hey do you want to know about this and they say no cool whatever let's go get coffee who cares yeah let's talk about that uh amazon show the boys let's talk about that Hmm. so you can have a discussion that is totally normal and unrelated to religion yeah about about and assholes potentially more important done and done i like that oh that show's good I know. Where is season two? Hurry up. I don't know. We're all stuck in our houses. Release Why that shit is it now. not available? You know what will be available soon is Ozark. I like that show. Oh, okay. Have you watched it? I did. It's good. It is. I like the girl with the curly hair. The, the, I like her. She's super good. Mm-hmm. I dig mm-hmm, her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Sorry, guys. Uh, so in 1983, they left Iowa for good, and then they decided to head into the mountains. The mountains. Good old Ruby Ridge Mountains. So they found a rocky bluff about eight miles southwest of Bonner's Ferry. I don't know what that is. That was, according to Vicky, just what the Lord showed them in their... Um, showed them their new home would look like so i guess she had a vision and there was some passage too they showed in the documentary that alluded to like you need to go here and i don't know whatever the passage was it lined up with where they were it was like Mm. you know be high above and you shall conquer or something so they like went high and i don't know Hmm. like they took it literally okay well, um, so their hilltop was strewn with boulders, and it was perfect for defending the property. So it was like the very, they picked a spot at the very top of the hill, or the mountain. Um, there was actually <laughs> They're a spring. on a hill. <laughs> hill. Um, there was a spring with fresh water that could be tapped for their future cabin, and they only paid $7,500 for 15 acres. Hmm. And they started making plans for their cabin. That makes sense. So when you look at it, it's all like a mountainside. It's not like flat acreage yeah it's not like ideal yeah people are like please buy my property get rid of it for me please (laughs) pretty much um within a year they had made both friends and enemies wow really (laughs) yeah because randy i guess befriended a bunch of locals who shared his racist and religious views because they were racist if you heard what i said earlier (laughs) yeah but those same views, as well as property disputes and his habit of constantly firing off bullets into the surrounding hillside, set off some other neighbors against him. <laughs> so, um, mm. I guess one upset neighbor reported the uh, to the sheriff that Randy had threatened to kill President Reagan and the governor of Idaho. And I guess soon he was uh, the focus of unwelcome attention from federal law enforcement officials, which is obviously what they've been trying to escape because yeah. they think the government is super corrupt. So this is like one of my things, like at least in the documentary, because it's super fresh in my head because it's been mm-hmm. less than a day since we mm-hmm. watched it. Yeah. It's like the progression of these guys is like, it started to me, it seemed very innocent when it started and then they moved there and it. How they made it seem was like they were normal, normal, what non-racist people to me, normal, yeah. like when they moved and when they got there and then it was like, hey, they were there and isolated, obviously, mm-hmm. they're on a mountain ridge and, you know, they started meeting surrounding people in the area and, but like they had, they made it sound like they had no idea that it said 16 miles north was like the main headquarter hub for the Aryan nation. Yeah. I like, did they so. really not know that? Because I think gee, they knew. Lord, why in the fuck would you go near that? <laughs> Honestly, I think they knew because I think he was a racist guy. Could you imagine? I could see me accidentally doing that. 
Yeah. <laughs> Being like, oh, for sure. <gasps> Wait, who's 16 miles north? I can't live here. I got to go. <laughs> Armageddon <laughs> or not. I This is Armageddon. We need to get away. <laughs> I will die here so fast by these people's hands. <laughs> like, no. I'll be like, wait, what do you believe in? I don't. Uh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, me too. Slowly backing away. <laughs> turning car on. Backing out. Three-point turn. Bye. Honk, honk. Three-point turn. Austin Powers turns. Yeah. It would not be fast. I know it no. wouldn't. <laughs> Trying to escape slowly. Ugly turn around. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh, cool. Uh, yay, brotherhood. <laughs> Could you tell me if I'm about to hit anything? Okay. No? Okay. Knock all their motorcycles over. (laughs) Like uh, Pee Wee Herman. I was going to say, what movie was that? Pee Wee Herman. Right before he has to dance to not die. So he does tequila. (laughs) So good. That was one of the first things I showed Esme. (laughs) That's really awesome of you. Good parenting. (laughs) Esme, here. You're only uh, 20 months old. We're going to watch a clip real quick of this guy named Pee Wee Herman. (laughs) Just so you know, context, uh, he's being threatened by a biker gang because he just knocked all their bikes over. Okay, now watch. He's going to dance on the bar. This is how he's going to get out of it. (laughs) Spoilers. He does. (laughs) Worst mom ever. Next week, Elvira. Oh teacher young mm-hmm. um so i believe randy was racist but he kind of kept it i mean they believe that the jews were part of some anti whatever yeah so whatever i didn't know this until we this documentary but mm-hmm. it was like they broke it down they said like the aryan nation believes that obviously the White race is the supreme race mm-hmm. and that everything that happened in the Bible was like Adam and Eve and then Cain and Abel and then Cain broke off and he had children who were the Jews and anyone else of color, mm. it sounds like, and they're all subhuman or like Jewish, it sounded like, I guess, and they're all super inferior to them. Well, I know that the Aryan Just nation is directly wild, related to the awful. Uh, Nazi movement. Oh, yeah. There are neo-Nazis involved in it. Then mm-hmm. there's the Aryan Nation. There's um, I thought they were the same. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. They're I, different. I, I honestly don't want to look too much up about them because I don't want that in my history because I, I don't want to give them oh. any sort of press. No, me either. <laughs> Dude, uh, half of my knowledge, no, not even, all of my knowledge of any of this stuff comes from um, The Believer with Ryan Gosling and his his best movie ever. I don't know if I've seen that. It's his best movie. It's so interesting. Okay. He is plays a guy who is Jewish but hates Jews. And oh. he becomes a Nazi. Oh god. <laughs> no, okay. it's it's kind of like how um why am I blanking on Edward Norton? American History X. It's kind of like oh. how that's about that too, but it's a really good movie. So okay. is The Believer. It's very okay. interesting and at the end it like takes a whole other turn. It's a super good movie. Okay. I would definitely watch it. I'll give it a try. It (laughs) reminds me of Boondock Saints, how um, William Defoe is Mm -hmm. a gay guy detective who uh, hates gay men, Mm -hmm. which is just the craziest thing to put into Boondock Saints already. (laughs) Like like all these layers. (laughs) I love that movie. Um, (laughs) But The Believer kind of has that same thing. Okay. 
like sub weirdness to it. <laughs> oh, dude, definitely watch it. It's so good. Okay, we'll do. Um, so Randy, but all my knowledge comes from that movie. <laughs> Fair enough. If if I need your help, I'll probably well, please feel free to cut in. Always. <laughs> oh my uh so anyway so randy had said that he was gonna he wanted to kill president reagan and the governor of idaho and then you know the feds were like uh when did he say on? this huh when did he say this he said this um within a year of their arrival he said like one of the neighbors had heard him because this was one of the neighbors reported this got you and then Randy called the report of his alleged threat a smear campaign and sent a letter to the Secret Service agent who interviewed him demanding an apology. Mm-mm. So in the mid-80s, a racist right-wing movement based in North Idaho, the Aryan Nation. Ooh, yucky. Mm. Um, so they became nations, Aryan Nations, excuse me, they have an S, became the focus of both FBI and what's BATF? BATF. Bureau of... I mean, the ATF alcohol is... T- Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Okay, Firearms. that's just the ATF. I was like, that yeah. just sounds like the ATF with a B in front of it. So... It's like, BATF? Okay, yeah, so... Yeah, it's just the ATF. ATF. Well, this person put BATF. Yeah, that's weird. Um, <laughs> this whole headquarters, they were being watched. Oh, for sure. And then now he, Randy, has inserted himself oh my goodness into this headquarter so now they're like who's this guy because i mean if you're like the people that are surveillancing this group you're now like oh shit here's somebody who kind of seems like an outsider who's this guy we should Mm -hmm. like maybe we can turn these people maybe he can get us to suspect two who can get us to like all the way up the chain to take out the what's his name guy who Mm -hmm. is the one who is the I forget what the name is, but, like, the leader of the whole group, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, they kind of have their eyes on Randy because it's like, he's new. Who's he? And he's not quite, he didn't join them, but, so, to them, it's like, okay, well, he's, like, in, but maybe not all, like, not as loyal as the rest of these dudes with the patches on their arms and stuff. Well, what happened was, so they kind of got, I don't remember how exactly they got involved, but he ended up, like, Randy brought his whole family there. I know. And the daughter was saying, like, yeah, like, he, they would take us there. And, All the kids like, would be running around with, yeah, Nazi, and like, with swastikas on them. Oh, Ooh. it's so insane. Oh, but, my God. So, member of the Aryan Nation splinter group called The Order. Um, so, the way that they got onto the FBI and ATF uh, radar was The Order embarked on a crime spree that included bank and armored car robberies, um, synagogue bombings. Two murders, including the kill, uh, the killing of a popular Jewish uh, radio talk host, um, uh, Alan Berg. Um, so, That's so sad. How did they kill him? Uh, I don't know. They didn't say on the show either. Just sad. Like, God, I mean, leave they, him alone. They determined that the order was responsible. And when Randy Weaver showed up at Aryan Nations Congress in Hayden Lake in July 86, that fact was noticed by AT- by an ATF informant who was also in attendance at the gathering. So it was always the same the same people. So the ATF knew about all the same people. And then this random dude shows up and they're like, oh, who's this guy? we got to start watching him. Right. Because we already know who all these other players are. 
Yeah. You got to hone in on this guy. So <laughs> in October 89, after a conversation in which Randy foresaw an imminent war with the Soviet Union and complained of the for the umpteenth time about the world going down the tubes, two men discussed a deal in which the hard-up weaver... So he had no money because they're living at the top of a mountain doing... F- fuck all like washing their clothes in a wash tub and pooping in a bucket and you know like yeah no they were no they were not living like the life of luxury they were living a hard life up at the top of a mountain growing all their own food like yeah they're self-sustaining i guess but with bare minimum Mm -hmm. so they discussed a deal in which weaver would sell uh this the informant kenneth fit fit daily fatally fidelly Dilly. <laughs> dilly, um, some, dilly. <laughs> they, that he would sell him some sh- sawed-off shotguns. Fadily uh, claimed that Weaver proposed the deal, while Randy insisted that it was the other way around. So two weeks later at a city park... Which is illegal. You can't saw no, off shotguns. No, you can't saw off shotguns. Um, Weaver presented uh, Fadily with... Fadily? With the two shotguns uh, sawed five inches shorter than the federal law allowed. No, no. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. And then Wait, what a was year... That? Oh, it's so quiet. Shame. There we go. Gotta get louder. Shame. Oh. Shame. You got shamed, Randy. <laughs> um, so that happened in October 89. And then in June 1990, so they gave him some time. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Two ATF agents told Weaver that they had solid evidence that he had violated federal gun laws, and then they offered him a deal. Uh, become an informant on the Aryan Nations, and the gun charge would be dropped. Of course, because he hates the Fed, anything to do with the government, he was like, mm, fuck you. So interesting no. that he hates yeah. the government, because, I mean, he was, a, he was in the military. Not that yeah. you, uh, those are synonymous with, like, hey, I'm a military person. Obviously, I love the government. I'm just saying, like... His, like, deep hate. Yeah. It's kind of su- a little surprising for me. And considering that he's, like, a God-fearing man and all these things, like, to me, it kind of sounds like he would be somebody who wasn't. But he just doesn't trust anything anymore. Yeah. I think their religious views really brainwashed them. Yeah. The yeah. only thing they believed in was the Almighty. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. But um, I guess he said, you can go to hell. So that's what he told him. He was like, nope. And then back at the cabin that night, Vicky composed a letter to the Aryan nations and all our brethren of the Anglo-Saxon race. So she went full racism. Mm-hmm. Um, and she warned them that ATF agents Gross. were looking for snitches. And then a warrant was issued for the arrest of Randy. This is where shit goes south. Which, like, is acceptable. He did something that yeah, a federal offense. I mean, and... He had to have known that. Oh, he absolutely knew that. He's a former so, military like, dude, guy. So, like, dude, go in, get your fine or whatever, probation, I mean, mm-hmm. and be done with it. If you really, truly want to be left alone, go in, get it done with, do your paperwork, whatever you got to do, pay your fine. Uh, if you really want to be left alone, don't do illegal shit. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Stay off the radar. I mean, yeah, literally, just go off the grid. Yeah. Hanging out with those guys is not being off the grid. Uh, yeah, I don't care how isolated they may seem. When you are part of an extremist group, you are automatically on somebody's radar. Yeah. I mean, like, I, how why? dumb are you? <laughs> sorry. Not uh, sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> Dummies. So at that point. Well, that's kind of where the whole standoff starts. So now well, he gets almost. issued. 
Well, almost because he he had so a warrant was issued for his arrest, but then he was because he didn't go into um I think he didn't go into his court date. Right. So he was supposed to appear in court. He said, suck it. And uh-huh. that's when the judge was like, okay, fine. Go get him. The court date was set for February 20th, 1991, although the letter to Weaver incorrectly stated the court date was to be for March. I mean, he wasn't planning on showing up anyway, but because he didn't show up, they were like, well, we got to arrest him. Uh-huh. And they already know who he is, who he hangs out with, what he's what he's doing. They don't like him to begin with, but whatever, rightfully so, I think, in this guy's case. But, yeah, so the judge was, I mean, this is a federal judge who's now saying, go get him. Mm -hmm. But Weaver, obviously, like I said before, never had any intention of actually returning for his court date. And I guess a letter was written by Vicky, his wife, to the U.S. Attorney of Idaho. Um, Creepy-ass letter, how it was addressed. Addressed as the servant of the Queen of Babylon. Babylon. Promise, she promised that huh? we will not bow to your evil commandments, whether we live or whether we die. And then when the February court day passed, um, with Randy's a no-show, that's when they were like, okay. So they sent that to the U.S. Marshal Service. And then in light of what became a constant stream of threatening letters to the federal government, Dave Hunt, a deputy U.S. Marshal, he basically called in a special operations group, an SOG, um, which is an elite, elite marshal's force uh, used for raids. <laughs> Sorry, wait. An SOG in our house is a silly old goose. So. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny for me personally. We have we talk for Esme like she can talk as an adult. And oh, if we okay. do something stupid or someone does something, she'll be like, silly SOG. <laughs> silly old goose. Oh, my gosh. If we're crazy, then we do SOB and that silly old bear. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> so she's going to grow up thinking calling people SOBs and SOGs is normal. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so cute because it's goose and bear. <laughs> and only our listeners will know. <laughs> That's awesome. So when you said that, it was like, oh, silly old goose team. <laughs> Elite marshals, marshal geese. <laughs> oh no! Okay, so some geese went up the hill. So but yeah, cute. so so I'm gonna start right here and just say they went this route initially because this guy had made threats against the federal government. He had made threats against the president, supposedly according to his neighbor. He was part of the Aryan Nations, which was part like the order, which was based out of where he was. They did bombings, robberies. They killed people. Like, they were a dangerous group. So, of course, he went for a special operations group. Yeah. So, these guys were elite marshals um, used for raids and dis- difficult fugitive cases. So, it was natural that they would bring them. But the problem was they didn't realize that they were not going up an entire like Aryan nations group. They were going up against some asshole at the top of a hill with his family with a wife and what, four kids, three kids. So young kids, not that old kids is any better, but they were were kids. Babies. Um, so the Weaver household grew in 1991 with the delivery in their birthing shed because they had a birthing shed, Jesus Christ, which is, 
don't okay. about that. I don't want to talk about that. And they had a baby girl. This is the weird name that we were laughing about because we couldn't remember. Elishaba. Elishaba. Or Elishaba. E-L-I-S-H-E-B-A. Elishaba. 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 <clears throat> I'm just I'm assuming it's Eli because it sounds more biblical. But what do I know? There were four kids. In, ad- in addition to Elishaba, Elishaba, there were Sarah. There was Sarah, age 15. Sammy, age 13, and Rachel, who was nine. Uh, Kevin oh, Harris, a teen with a troubled past who the Weavers had taken in, had also spent months at a time at the Weaver cabin. Um, the presence of the children obviously complicated the Marshals' task. Um, especially given Randy's practice of sending his gun-toting children out front of him to greet strangers. So Randy was no gem. He, I mean, I guess from his standpoint, that was a tactical move. Yeah. Right? Using your children. Yeah, you won't shoot if they're in front. Put them in front. That's so messed up. Yeah, how about don't bring them at all out front (laughs) there's any chance of... Like, guns being fired. What's happening? Like, you are perfectly welcome to teach your children gun safety. Yeah. But don't use them as... As a human shield. uh, Yeah. That's so Or as, neutral ground. They're (laughs) human shields. It's insane. (sighs) So, at that point in early 1992, it became a standoff at Ruby Ridge. Well, what they did, which was crazy, is these guys were sent up, this uh, Silly Old Goose team, and they... (laughs) They set up cameras, so they were, like, surveillancing them hardcore, uh-huh. and it, like, was really good footage. I was surprised for, like, 96 or whatever. They um, have better footage than they'll let us believe at all times. <laughs> like, I mean, they set up a few cameras, and you can see the family coming and going and, uh-huh. like, hanging out, like, saying hi to neighbors when they pull up in their cars, the dogs chasing each other around, and, like, they knew, so they knew for a fact that he lived there. There were kids there. There oh, yeah. were, you know, it was a family was there. They knew, yeah. which, without a doubt, they also knew that they were always carrying shotguns. Constantly. Yeah. Fine, whatever. But if I am a special forces team, to me, that means that <laughs> they should be approaching it very differently than how they did. I think they went about it in a very uh, kind of way. I mean, they did try what they were trying to do. Like you said, they were they were doing surveillance, which was what you should be doing because you got to scout out what the hell's going on. Um, and they got onto his property and they wanted to capture him mm-hmm. because they knew that he had his kids working right. as human shields or like human little satellites all around him at all times. And even if they didn't, they knew they were there. You don't mm-hmm. want to have a casualty. That's no. a child. Especially when their house is made out of, like, plywood. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, barn wood or whatever. It's made out of sticks. <sighs> so, like, what happened was, is, like, they sent a team of six up mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And I don't think they were expecting to do anything. From what it sounded like, they were just up there still kind of getting more intel. And mm-hmm. they split off the six into groups of, two groups of three. And one of the teams was walking. And the dog that was out started barking. Because yep. he heard them. He caught a whiff of them. And then they were like, shit, okay, maybe he'll stop. He didn't. He got closer. The dog took off. And then they started thinking like, okay, he must have our scent. He's coming. It's happening. And we know they always have gun in hand. And if the dog is barking, that means they will 
definitely have a gun in hand mm-hmm. and they did and family members were like uh something's wrong yeah and they're already on edge because they know they're being watched mm-hmm. and the dad right randy um, sammy and the friend of the and family kevin yeah. kevin went out with the dog and actually i think it was just sammy and kevin i don't okay, think it was I randy too. yeah i wasn't for sure about him either i know it was, for sure it was the the two and the yeah, pup. It was and, Sammy and Kevin and the dog. Um, if Randy was there, then he came after. Later. Oh my yeah, goodness. he came after. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so the team, the Special Forces team, realized like this is inevitable to them. They're coming. They have firearms. And what happened was they started firing at each other. And there were two different accounts, obviously. Mm-hmm. One was that they fired first and the family shot back and the other viewpoint was the reverse um Mm -hmm. i think they proved what it was later ballistics did i know that the kids were saying that they were saying that the marshals they'd be like hey you shot my dog because they were saying that the marshals shot the dog to shut the dog up and then the kids were like ah like uh, i think sammy which was the kid, which was their son, was like, oh, you shot my dog. So he supposedly shot at the marshals. Right. So, uh, yeah. So what happened was that they met. Supposedly. The marshals fired first. They hit the dog. Mm -hmm. And then Sammy, who was only like, what, like 10 or 12? No, he was 13 or something. Um, Still not old. He fired back, which I can't say I blame him. If someone hurt my dog, I would murder them. Yeah. Um, and he shot back, and then that's when it just Became blew a up. My problem with it was like they, the special forces team, knew what they were walking into. They didn't, I think, as much, and they, I don't know. It just sucks because there was a child there. But yeah, they just started firing like crazy. It was like first like two or three shots that were kind of spaced apart by a few seconds, and then it was just mm-hmm. like bam, 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 and it was a like full like firefight. Yeah. And I think what happened was. One of the special forces hit Sammy. The dog got hit, and then Sammy got hit in the elbow, and then he mm-hmm. Sam got hit in the back, and it killed him. Mm-hmm. Um, so him and the the pup died, and the family friend Kevin. I don't know if he got hit, but he retreated, and then it really spiraled because he headed back to the house, told the family, who understandably freaks out whether you're yeah. insane or not. If your kid dies, I can't even imagine. The special forces team radios in and gets kind of the hell out of there because they're like, oh, shit, we just killed their kid. Just fucked up big time. Big time. We're never going to get this guy now. It's over. Like, this is going to be horrible. However it goes, it's not going to go easy or well. That's kind of when the guy who is in charge of it starts to call in kind of like anybody that's available i need everybody here as high up the ladder as this goes because this is a federal thing so a kid has died and it involves like kind of like a case we've been working on forever because it involves the Aryan nation and Mm -hmm. what the hell is happening (laughs) yeah and I, i guess according to the marshals they had no clue that sammy had been killed until his body was discovered days later in the birthing shed i have a problem with that because they're if they're special forces they they know where their shots are going. Yeah, and that's, that's no the way. other thing. I'm, I'm like, sorry, okay, there's no way. If you're special forces, I feel like you know to take cover, so you know how to line up your shot. I'm not saying that every shot's going to be a perfect shot. That's Mm-mm. that's unrealistic. But 
as they are special forces, I feel like they know how to place their shots. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know how far apart they were. I mean, there are a lot of factors that I'm acting as if they were on straight ground with no obstacles. Right. But I feel Plus, like so they shot okay, him in the back, which yeah. isn't like did he spin around and it just happened to be an unlucky one? Like yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. Like I have so much confidence, like in our military. Oh, for it's sure. Like I feel like he. No way. I don't know. As they came in with the upper hand, they knew they were on their way over to them. They knew, like, they knew more in that situation before it started than yeah. the Weaver family. I don't know. But I guess um, what we didn't include was that Kevin Harris, the kid, the friend, he mm-hmm. had shot and he had shot at Billy Deegan. Um, yes. He was one of the... Uh, Marshals, yeah, he was a veteran, and I guess he fatally wounded him, yep. and so he ended up dying later. Um, and the thing is, like, this whole situation is so shitty. Like, it's it's hard to be like you fucked up more than the other side because it seems I don't know. It's it all seems, all around screw up. It's it's just not pretty on either either side. No. So once it starts and they go back down the hill, what happens is then a whole media fiasco which oh, was yeah. like a whole entire camp gets set up with like a hundred plus like military personnel which is like so insanely overkill like i get <laughs> that the aryan nation is there but it's like what is happening it looks like the civil war has started or like vietnam like tents set up everywhere <laughs> yeah. and like andrew jackson should be walking through with like a pipe like what's happening guys this is madness you shot a puppy dog and a kid like which is horrible but why is why are y'all setting up down the mountain? This is weird. And then you get in the Aryan Nation peeps that are now like yelling oh. at them on the front lines, and then the media is there to film all of it. It's like hot mess central. At first, when I watched this thing and I watched the documentary, because it it's it really gives you a sense of what the hell was like the well, just the feelings going on at the time because right. there was so much anger with the military and with the government for what they did and, and coming in in such force. However, they knew they were dealing with a group of people that were aligned with the Aryan Nations and they knew that the Aryan Nations were really, they were really fucking violent. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... As ridiculous as it sounds to have, like, a task force of, or, you know, just, like, a group of, like, over 100 men, I'm kind of like, well, Aryan Nations, guys, they came, they basically came in force and protested at the front, at the front driveway of this house. Right, and this is before they knew that anyone had been killed. They were just mad that they were there. Yeah. Like, so, leave this family alone. They want nothing yeah. to do with you. They're they want to be left alone. Leave them alone. But I I mean, of course, yes, it would be great to leave them alone. However, he did break the law and then yeah, he did make threats and then they court. did make all kinds of like weird, creepy, <sighs> I, I don't know. It, like the more I think about it, the more I'm kind of like, did the government really screw up? I don't know. I mean, it seems locked up because it's a family that they killed. But at the same time, it's like they didn't exactly make it easy on themselves. No. They yeah. allied themselves with like one of the most violent <sighs> beat peoples in the United States. So it's like, well, I mean, can you really fault them? I don't know. <laughs> like, same. 
It's weird. It's weird. Because yes. if you take away, okay, if you take away the fact that they are, the parents are awful racists, <laughs> which they are and were, um, mm-hmm. then you can look at it more of like, hey, he's just some old prospector who lives in the mountains <laughs> and wants to be left alone and have his like oil lamps at night and mm-hmm. read by the fire. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they probably had a very peaceful home I can life. get more on board with that version of randy <laughs> but because he's an asshole <laughs> yeah he, he uh, had to align himself with the Aryan nations i mean then I it makes it like, seem like uh, well i don't really like you like you so much <laughs> i don't really trust but your decision making skills so it's like uh, yeah really stupid people have kids it's not ever the kid's fault Mm-mm. which is very frustrating <sighs> but anyway um so the marshals retreat back down the hill because they're like, oh, fuck. And also, Billy Deegan has been shot. So they're like, eh. And then I guess he died on the hill. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So reports of a marshal dead on Ruby Ridge set off alarm bells in Washington, uh, where FBI officials began plotting their next moves, which included uh, revising the agency's rules of engagement to allow agents to shoot to kill at any adult at Ruby Ridge as seen in possession of a firearm whether or not that adult was presently posing a risk of imminent death or bodily harm. So they're basically saying, you shoot only have to be holding a gun and then we can shoot you. So you don't have to be pointing it at anybody. Also keep in mind that this family is so off the grid that they don't have a telephone. So there's no way for <sighs> any kind of like conflict resolution person to call and, you know, negotiate with him. Yeah. They can't even get... They can't talk to him. They're trying to yell at him from the trees and it isn't working well. I mean, there's no, they can't contact him to the point where then they enlisted a guy who is a local radio host to deliver the message for them. And they had it on and they heard his message on the radio. Like he's saying the message was actually from like, you know, the negotiator and Mm -hmm. the police, marshal, military, whatever. That's how they knew. And they didn't trust it, which I can't say I blame them, even though I'm not Mm -hmm. a huge fan of theirs. But, you know. They've just seen their brother killed, their son killed. Like, now suddenly they're hearing the radio say, like, hey, like, if you just come outside, there's a phone, like, out here in your yard. We've thrown it over. Just get it. Everything's cool. It'll be cool, guys. Is it, though? They're real cool. Just go get that we phone. We killed your son. Just pick up the phone. <laughs> right? And no, they didn't go and get it, which I can't say I would I don't either. blame them. Um, I would not. But- <laughs> The FBI's hostage rescue team, which included its most elite snipers, arrived in Idaho the next day after that craziness. And then the snipers were told that if they observed an adult carrying a weapon, that they can and should be used to take them out. So this is my problem. I guess it's because he killed the one guy. But I mean, that was like in potentially in self-defense. So it's like, well, OK, technically Randy to- has killed nobody at this time. It is True. only that kid, Kevin. It is the family friend. Yeah, so it's like, is he, should it be shoot to kill? I mean, what mm. he did wasn't great. He shouldn't be selling no. illegal firearms, but that's not a shoot to kill. And he shouldn't be making threats, but that's kill. not. No, no, it's not. That doesn't not. seem fair. <laughs> that doesn't seem fair. Yeesh. So the FBI had, as of yet, made no surrender demand when a sniper's uh, opportunity rose shortly after taking his position. So Randy, Sarah, and Kevin, so the dad, the daughter, 
and the friend left the cabin, the main cabin, to visit Sammy's body in the birthing shed. It's so weird that it's called a birthing it's shed. So it makes me very uncomfortable. Ridiculous. Yeah, so like, the family why would went you... and said, like, hey, we need his body. We cannot, the mom especially, which I fully understand. Yeah. I want my son's body. He's not being left out in the woods. So, yeah, Kevin, dad, and whatever, went and got it, brought it back up, stuck it in the disgustingly named birthing shed so when they went into the birthing shed so as randy like reached for the shed door a bullet tore through his arm so he was like so after the shot (laughs) oh damn it (laughs) it's my shooting arm (laughs) my shooting arm <laughs> oh no. Um that's my bowling arm. <laughs> so after the shot, the three ran back to the cabin. They arm. knew they knew that they were being surveilled for sure. So uh Vicky threw the uh threw the door open. Yeah, so, so they she could... haul ass up the stairs to the front door of the home. Mm-hmm. She's pushing her daughter in. Uh, mm-hmm. mom's behind um oh my goodness oh my. and <laughs> k-dog is bringing up the rear mm-hmm. oh my goodness ah! <laughs> so vicky uh you know closes the door and as she's like trying to close the door they're all basically bottlenecking through the front door of the home and then all of a sudden the daughter as she recalls it is she feels like they hear a bullet get shot and mm-hmm. she feels thinks like splatter on her face and mm-hmm. she doesn't know what's happened and Vicky was shot and what was on her was like basically like brain matter and what later they realized happened was the friend got shot it went in and exited his body and then shot Vicky and mm-hmm. her was fatal yeah. his was not and um, right at that moment that's yeah her mom died the mom yeah fatally injured yeah it ripped its way through so it was a 308 so that's a big ass bullet round round thank you i'm like (laughs) thingy that goes in the gun and it so it ripped its way through vicky's brain and lodged in the arm of kevin kevin was like begging he was like coughing up blood like it really it must have gotten him in a really like i don't know weird spot but he was like kill me and they're like we can't yeah. kill you <laughs> he was yeah not doing well so now the mom is dead they're sam son said is the dead. son and now they're in the house and he's not doing well begging no. to have his life ended they wouldn't um i think actually that's when the radio host started delivering the message like yeah also supposedly the snipers didn't know that they had killed no the mom which i also find hard to believe yeah i don't know about that i don't i don't believe that they saw her fall i mean no way they knew yeah because when you look through a scope and you shoot you can still see what you've hit but i mean unless like somehow she fell really fast and the door somehow managed to slam shut all at the same time like it feels like a very very strange uh turn of events but then again this was my biggest problem with this entire thing after them being racist was that why are they taking a shot where their kids are in the middle of it. They know where kids are? Yeah. Their kids, like, right there. That's insane. Yeah. The only yeah. way that would be okay to me, semi-okay, is if it's, like, you're standing 
right in front of them and the child has like dynamite on them and they're about to kill everybody mm-hmm. even yeah. then that's still rough but like they're snipers and they're not in harm's way wait was the mom also holding the baby she or didn't that... say that in the oh, documentary but i thought that's what who she knows? said maybe my, um, she my brain been. is holding on to something um my, maybe. Well, after that point, no, negotiation efforts for a surrender continued for days. Um, and I guess angry right-wing protesters gathered like skinheads uh, coming as far away from as like Best Las part Vegas. Of this was neo-Nazis decided that they would sneak in <laughs> guns and ammunition to the family. And hey, want to know how they tried to? Uh, oh. They tried to go through the roadblock. Really, guys? <laughs> Fucking clowns. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just idiots. Just idiots. Fucking so bad. Okay. Oh my so... God. I got caught. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Stupids. Hike them up the mountain. What are you doing? You're wearing combat boots anyway. Go on that mountain. Oh, but I can't get them scuffed. I don't have water. I'm thirsty. <laughs> what if my hair grows too long? I'll need to buzz it. Oh, I was thinking that maybe they would have, some of them would have mohawks, maybe. Oh. But they wouldn't be that cool. No. Nah. Mm, Yeah. You can't be too far away from a Bic, so. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Their life force drains. (laughs) I need my Bic. The lady Bic. Oh, my God. Maybe pink, but it gets a good close shave. It's moisturizing. Did my did I just whistle through my teeth? <laughs> Shit. Oh, no, but I hope so. <laughs> so me. Oh, I'm so cool. They've had a lot of tequila tonight, so let's just finish it off. <laughs> Idiots tried to try to pull stuff in through the roadblock. Congratulations, that didn't work. Didn't work. So some of the negotiation efforts, um, inspired by the belief, oh, this was the worst, inspired by the belief that Vicky was still alive and was the key to a peaceful negotiation. Right. So everyone down the mountain thought Vicky was okay. I believe that they really thought she was alive. Right. The snipers, I don't know. I think they kept that to themselves. I feel like they, well, maybe. The negotiation efforts, they were like, oh, Vicky's alive. We're going to try to do some peaceful resolution because we're going to appeal to a mother with her babies there. But that backfired big time. Right. So they're outside yelling because they don't have a phone. Things like, Vicky, you're, you know, know what's right here. Save your children, Vicky. Like, Mm -hmm. come outside. Everything's fine. Like, we're making pancakes down here, Vicky. They even said that at one point. Like, they have food. Like, feed (laughs) your children. So Randy's in there hearing this while looking at his dead wife's body, thinking they know, and now you're taunting me? You know my wife's dead, and you're telling my wife to come out here and make things right with you? Are you guys insane? The fact that they were being more or less, like you said, taunted, it was it was despicable yeah. to them. They're like, they, they basically, the government embodied everything that they had ever feared that they would be. Like, just this sick, Awful. mindless, horrible yeah. institution. Uh. So there was finally a breakthrough in the really long standoff So on August 28th. So this started on August 21st. So seven days at this point. When Randy agreed to speak seven with... Seven days. Seven days. Oh, I want to watch that again. <laughs> Me too. I watched it pretty recently, too. Really? <laughs> yeah, awesome. it's on TV. <laughs> 
love the ring. Ringu. Ringu. I like the original, but I do love Sarah Jessica Parker. Nope. No. Sarah Je- No. Nope. Sarah Michelle Geller. Yep. That one. That one. <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker is only good in... Uh, Why am I forgetting what it's called? Hocus Pocus. Thank you. That one. Welcome. It's only good in that. And then everything else, she sucks. I hate her forever. <laughs> lot of to drink tonight <laughs> we hate you sj peace stupid uh august 28th randy agreed to speak with Bo grits who is a former green beret right like him so which makes sense because mm-hmm. they reached out to family members of the weavers and and they're like no they don't talk to us <laughs> <laughs> we will not come up that mountain they're gonna shoot us away <laughs> from the mountain and then a well-known green mm-hmm. beret man who rambo was based off of so awesome like this guy is the man like everybody knows who this guy is i mean hence rambo <laughs> and they call i don't even know if they call him in i think he came in of his own accord is what he said i think he, from what it said he was like i'll i'll make this shit right he'll listen to me because <laughs> do you know who i am and he walks his ass up the mountain and is like what are you doing essentially to him he's like this is too much it's going on too long like mm-hmm. i'm he basically gave him orders and put him back into i'm your commander you're under me mm-hmm. you've been trained for this knock it off yeah well i remember that randy did tell bo that like hey they killed my wife and my kid and he was like oh shit so i remember he does go back down the hill and tell them like you guys really fucked up he tells <laughs> randy like look let's take vicky's body i will carry it back down like for Mm -hmm. you and i will make sure she's okay in like that regard um in exchange for it it's like you're i need you to end this i need you to go back in like he kind of insinuated like i believe you Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying anything against you but this needs to end you have kids here like what's going on your friend clearly needs medical attention this has gone on too long Mm -hmm. and at first randy's kind of like oh he says okay and then when the rambo man comes back up the (laughs) mountain 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 uh (laughs) randy's like no i changed my mind and then i can't remember what he tells him but it's kind of like look like you promised me you this was an order you agreed to it these are the Mm -hmm. terms and conditions and you knew this and now you're saying no and his response was without turning around they said he told his kids pack your shit we're leaving Mm -hmm. and and that was the end of it and they walked he got him out of there yeah Yep. Which is wild because it's like it doesn't seem like that like hard of a thing to figure out in hindsight. Obviously, it's like he's a military guy. Give him somebody he respects. Yeah. He does not respect the government. So no. you need to get out of like, here. I realize that military is government. Get but somebody he. Like- right. But like in in his mind, what's something he obviously signed up for and believed in? If he was a Green Beret, he wasn't like... He had like a level where it was like he obviously was in this yeah. for a decent amount of time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, And he took it seriously. So obviously, yeah. I mean, that shit's ingrained in you. Yeah. And they opened up a murder trial after all of this of Randy Weaver and Kevin Harris. And I guess they decided... 
they determine that like the the marshal i think they determined that he shot first but they wouldn't ever like actually come forward with it Mm -mm. they wouldn't and but it does look like he shot first the kid sam didn't they're saying that kevin the friend is saying that the marshal shot the dog and then sammy got upset and shot at the marshal but then kevin is the one that made the kill shot Mm -hmm. supposedly but i guess after a lengthy deliberation the jury acquits uh, Kevin Harris and Weaver of the charges related to the agent, uh, the murder of Agent Deegan. Um, and we- Weaver is convicted on the minor charge of failing to appear in court for his weapons charge. And then Weaver-, Weaver was sentenced to 18 months in prison, 14 of which he'd already served just waiting for the trial to even start. So nothing happened. No, nothing happened. And then Randy and Kevin filed a $300 million civil lawsuit. Yeah, so they countersued. Um, against the U.S. government for the wrongful deaths of Sammy and Vicky. And the government paid... $3.1 million. And I guess he said later, testifies and says, if I had to do it over again, I would come down the mountain for my court appearance. Um, and he criticized the government for being no one to justice for for the shooting of his wife. And it kind of ended with this weird fizzle. Not like that. No one won. It was so shitty, like across the board. Not that anyone needed to die, but if someone should have, it just should have been Randy for ever putting his family in that <sighs> situation. Seriously, because he apparently just absolutely loved his wife. He was obsessed with how beautiful so, she was. The one thing that was the saddest thing ever and this is me ignoring everything awful about him Mm -hmm. because there was a lot is when he was laying down like on like a stretcher and being taken away or something Mm -hmm. he was like laying down looking straight up and he was like talking i don't know whom to i guess just to himself out loud Mm -hmm. and he was like i just wish if i could do anything different i would have never cut in on my friend nick when he was dancing with vicky Because he's like, that's when her and I, like, fell in love. He's like, I would have let Nick have her. And when he said that, it was like, oh, my God, that's really sad. That's what he's thinking of right now. Like, in the moment, this is all still happening, and that's what he thought of. And then I'm like, but why did you do all this then? I really felt like he and his wife played off each other's crazy. Yeah. Because she was a true believer, and he was a true believer and they wrote those weird letters and they made those weird threats and just i feel like at the at that point they were probably like happily reckless i don't really know how to describe it other than that they're bonnie and clyde in it big time but they had kids yeah i didn't know can't really do that when you've got a birthing shed on your property lenope gross (laughs) so I really don't like that they called that thing a birthing shed. That's so creepy. Not alone. Yucky poo poo. Give me full full right to shoot him. <laughs> they did a very bad job at staying off the grid. So y'all need to learn from their mistakes and Yeah, stay in. Don't spread the virus. <laughs> What's the moral the of the story? <laughs> stay off the grid. <laughs> but don't sell shotguns that are illegal. To the Aryan Nation. And don't join the Aryan Nation. <laughs> don't, jo- <laughs> don't join. Don't do stupid shit that gets people. you on the radar of the government. Jeez, join like a succulent group. Right? Oh, man. Well, if you join our Patreon, they you can find crazy. out what succulent you are <laughs> according yeah. to your birth month. <laughs> <laughs>
forgot about that. That was a good time. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. Me too. Uh, uh, guys, so, that's Ruby Ridge. That's the fucked up story of Ruby Ridge. I hope we told it correctly. I feel like we did. I feel like we did. Uh, the daughter does... Man, she she really broke my heart in that documentary. Me too. You can't blame someone no, who's she was recounting the story of her brother and mom dying. I mean, no matter awful. not no, not no matter what, I take that back. But like you know, in this situation, I think she sees them just as her mom and dad. Well, I mean, the guy, honestly, he didn't. The dad didn't kill anybody. No, and he did love his kids. Yeah, but had some strange. He also used them as human shields. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. I feel not good. I feel very not good. I said I don't know, but I really meant I know how not I feel. Good. <laughs> That's not not good. Good. Where is he now? Up your butt. Ooh, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I have no Uh-oh. idea. Stand Living off. off the land with his $3.1 million. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. All right. Well, should we determine what we're going to do next week? We should determine. Determine it. Do you have the wheel of determination? I do. (laughs) (laughs) The wheel of spooks. All right, let's do it. Okay, play that ditty. (laughs) I've had way too much to drink. (laughs) Welsh Amityville. What is that? I don't know. It's on our wheel. You added it. I did not. Well, it's a surprise for everyone. Welsh Amityville? I'm into it. What does it mean? (laughs) I don't know. What does it mean, Basil? (laughs) I don't know. It's just there and it's spoken. Just in case that's not enough. I think it will. No, I think it will be. Okay. All right. Fine. I believe. I can fly. No. R. Kelly's the worst. He is. Where's he? Uh, hopefully in jail. No, he's Is currently he? no. He's creeping. He's keeping women in prison. Creeping around. Watch, watch the R. Kelly. Thing, I won't. The documentary. I don't like him. Watch it because it tells you what kind of horrible person he is. he is. He's in Atlanta, he's between horrible. Atlanta and like somewhere else in he's one of his many jail? compounds. No, but why isn't he in jail? Because somehow he keeps getting out of it. And because his, like, cult devotees are like, oh, no, he's not that bad. Uh." But the women that do speak out speak crazy atrocities, and somehow he still is free. It blows the mind. I don't like it. Uh Uh-uh. Not into it. That man is a trash can. He is. Like a dirty one. Mm -hmm. Filled with poop. Yeah. Not like cute Oscar the Grouch ones. Oh, no. He's like one that you actually throw cat litter into. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> I like it. Or like the doggy poop bags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But ones that have broken open. Yeah. And like also one that's like outside of bars that people puke into. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Good. All right, guys. Join us next week when we talk about Welsh Amityville. <laughs> Whatever that means. I don't even know what that I means. I bet you know what else is talking about it. Get it here what? first. What? I bet no one else is talking oh. about it. Oh. <laughs> I misheard you. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> when I drink, I'm apparently also deaf. Ooh. 
Ooh, congrats. You wish you were me. Mm, do I? Yeah, you probably don't because I'm probably going to be hungover tomorrow, which is going to hurt. Whatever. Keep drinking. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. This is Night Guys Podcast. I'm Liana. I'm Erica. Okay, bye. Bye.